Welcome to the episode of the Love and Reality Podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, I'm going to be breaking down my thoughts of season two of Selling the OC. One of my favorite reality shows of last year has come back with our favorite cast of characters. Before we dive in, folks, I just want to kind of give you guys an update of what's ahead for you guys on the Love and Reality Podcast. Over on the YouTube channel, if you're there, thank you so much. Hit that subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff. But if you're listening on the podcast version of the platform, and of course here on the YouTube, over the next couple of weeks, it is going to be jam-packed with content across the board. We've got the Selling OC episode now. I'm going to be break down my thought, breaking down my thoughts of the cast of season five. Who do I think is going to be in the mix? Who I don't think is going to be in the mix? Just based on the bios and pictures, just like we did with the ultimatum. Very, very excited. That episode should be coming out next week for you guys. And then, of course, shortly after that, we are back with Love is Blind, season five, September the 22nd. First four episodes drop. We'll be covering that right here on the Love and Reality podcast. All the goods, all the details, all the crazy things that happen. But back to season two of Selling the OC. We are back with our cast of crew. We have Alexandra Hall coming back. We got Brandy Marshall. We've got Kayla. We've got uh, Polly. We've got Sean. We've got Tyler. We've got Alex. Uh, we got Jarvis. We got all the Alexandras. We got Ellie. We've got Austin. And then, of course, we have uh, Alexander Rose. And, of course, my guy Gio, Lauren Short. Uh, you know, all part of the cast and crew for this year's Selling the OC Season 2. Um, maybe a little bit of a new introduction a little bit later on to a new cat, new character that we're going to have as well. But that being said, this season kind of looks at Tyler. Tyler is kind of going through the divorce since the last time that we saw him. The afterfacts of that are steaming inside the firm with, with the relationship of what's going to happen between you know, what's going on between Tyler and Holly or Tyler and Hall. I mean, Tyler and Hall are Tyler and Hall going to be like, you know, you know, a thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, is Tyler and Hall going to be a thing? We don't know. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely interesting. Um, how things kind of unfold throughout this season. Um, but the drama with these two is, insane right you know what i mean like these two come closer and closer and their relationships kind of front and center some individuals start to calling uh calling them out for how close they are together uh one being brandy and it's like some aspect of it it's like mind your business right i feel wholeheartedly that it's mind your business however on the flip side it's one of those we all work together in this firm, very, very popular firm, very talked about. We're all, we want to look good. We're all in the business of selling. So if there's drama around our team, that means that team might go elsewhere and try to purchase elsewhere. So that's something that I really think that that is, is wild to kind of watch unfold. Um Obviously, throughout the season, I think what makes this show so good is regardless of how you feel about how certain things kind of play out on the show, it's really like an authentic portrayal of what a day-to-day office, like what, what it looks like to be inside an office on a day-to-day at most jobs. Sure, there's not cameras at our jobs and there's not in height 
in, in heightened uh, or in, you know, enhanced stories that need to, to kind of play out, but the talking shit, you know, the hate each other, the fake friendliness to people's face, the talking shit behind people's backs, those things all happen at every single job. And I think that's what I love the most about the show is because I feel like if they had cameras at my workplace, this is exactly what would go down. We would see the drama. We'd see the relationships. We'd see the uh, the talking behind people's backs. It happens everywhere. So I think that's the reason why Selling the OC kind of stands out from some of these other reality shows because of that nature. Okay. Obviously, throughout this entire season, you're going to see beautiful houses, larger than life houses that I couldn't even imagine. Imagine stepping foot in $30 million houses, $40 million houses, $5 million houses. Some of these places are out and out gorgeous. Um, some quick notes that I kind of jotted down um, throughout the throughout the season. Obviously, the Oppenheimen group is looking to head to Cabo now. They have a real estate um, place in, they have a, no, a new home set up in Cabo. So that's going to be interesting to see whether or not we get a cop, you know, sell, you know, selling Cabo. Are we selling, selling Cabo? You know what I mean? You know, could that be a, a, another spinoff in the world of this? Um, it's crazy how, like, so they, they they brought the group down to um, Cabo all together, right? You know, they all headed down there together. They were all mixing and matching and 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 getting it on and all this stuff. But um, one of the things that I thought was, man, these people just drank over and over like they're partying like they're rock stars it's it's wild the entire season we dealt with the tyler hall and kayla drama my goodness like i don't even know what to say you know what i mean like that was pretty crazy like they're just it felt like every episode we're like in each other people's face like in each other's faces trying to just like why why is this going down? One of the things I was kind of sad to see um, unfold for me, and it, I really, I really love Jarvis. Jarvis is one of my favorite people on the show because I don't think she she kind of gives people their shit back. But I did love her relation, you know, the combo relationship. With her and and uh, God, I'm blanking on her name right now. You know, her and Alex, Alexander, the Alexander couples. You know, the, the everybody's Alexandra. Um, but her and Allie, I thought they were a force to be reckoned with, and I was kind of sad to really see that their relationship kind of unfolded and just came to a quickly demise. But it kind of felt like a lot of people throughout this season really kind of saw a lot of different aspects of the relationship. Maybe some people are going to go to Cabo just because, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, maybe they're just going to go to get out of the OC. Who knows what's going to be happening there? But uh, let's see here. Um, Jarvis calling out Polly so many different times towards the end of the season. Uh, it was kind of beautiful to see. I love the way Jarvis puts people in their spot, whether it's Polly, whether it's Allie, whether it's Alexandra, what, whoever it is, I loved it. But, however, I will say this. Tyler roamed around this entire season like he was scot-free. Like, oh, poor me. Why is everybody attacking me and my family and my story? You know, Come on, man. You know what you were doing? You're in the office making out with people. 
You know what I'm saying? Like you were making out with people. The way that him and 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 Alex flirted with each other, we all knew what was going on. Everybody knew what was going on. You know what I mean? Like just don't pretend like you're this innocent victim here throughout he did he like i swear tyler acted like the innocent victim i went from like really liking the guy to i think he's just not my cup of tea like alex alex and polly their drama throughout i don't mind the drama but it's just like too much like alex and alex there has been several times brandy put alex in her spot and it was the greatest alex hall the greatest thing i've ever seen in my entire life you know what i mean I don't mind the drama. I don't mind those sorts of things. But Brandy, man, she was shutting people down, shutting them down. And I loved every aspect of that as well. Now, of course, season two is over. I'd love to hear your thoughts. What did you think of it? But before we go, I wanted to share my top three favorite realtors on the show. Coming in number three, I kind of had a tie here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was really one person, but then... Because Jarvis was like really at the top of my list in season one. She kind of moved down a little bit. But she was kind of not going to be in my top three. Jarvis wasn't until the final episode. And I was like, boop, moving her back up to the top. So Jarvis and Brandy are tied for third. Honestly, Brandy's standing up for herself. And even the rest of the even the rest of the team against Hall's overbearing attitude really kind of enhanced this season. I think she's a boss. And I love watching her kind of put people in her places, but I feel like we're going to see her grow more and more in this role. Jarvis, again, I love her. She She's a boss too. Like Jarvis and Brandy, they're boss bitches, and I love it. I love watching these two go toe-to-toe on the show. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with Austin. I don't know what it is about this guy. I don't know if it's just like that that straight cool vibe that I get from him. I mean, sure, the the memorizing mesmerizing blue eyes are insane, but I feel like he carries himself and he, with that ooze of confidence. And I do think that watching him on the show um, with his family, that's definitely elevated uh, of why I like him. I do like that how, not that how he stands up to his wife, but he talks to his wife and he understands the value of a dollar because he came from nothing while his wife, on the other hand, kind of came from money. That dynamic is definitely interesting. His interest in going to Cabo and maybe working down there a little bit, that's going to be interesting and see what that looks like for their relationship. While his wife wants another baby, he doesn't want another baby. Um, I don't blame him. Go Austin, Team Austin. But listen, everybody should know. The best, best, best realtor on this show is Gio. Period. End of story. I will not take any questions about this. Dude shows up, tells jokes, slays at his job, all while looking good while doing it. You can't ask for more from this guy. He has some of the funniest one-liners and not a care in the world about what anybody thinks about it. It's, I don't have a doubt in my mind that people might not like this guy, but his brutal honesty, and come on, he's just so, like, he's got this charisma about him. He's always dressed to impress. And every time there's a battle going on in the office, his facial expressions, his facial expressions and his reactions to what goes down is some of the best things I've ever seen in my entire life. Dude is hilarious and i mean the guy threw himself a party for hitting the 100 million dollar milestone first off 100 million dollars straight baller that's why he's number one because he's damn good at his job but he's also hilarious he's also funny and he's damn got some damn good style so geo you're my number one guy forever 
Um, I hope to see very also congratulations to my guy, Gio. Um, his wife is pregnant. They were trying for a little bit. That's exciting news. We kind of heard that at the end of the episode. Kind of spoiled that for myself when I Googled it. Also follow the guy on the old Instagram. But uh, Gio, you're my dude. Congratulations on the 100 million. Congratulations on the new baby. Congratulations on just straight slaying at life. Folks, what did you think of season two of Selling the OC? I can't wait for season three. After I was done with episode 10, I was like, I just want more. Just give me more. That being said, folks, thanks for tuning in. And we will talk to you guys next week.